Hey, 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 everybody. We are back. I know we've been gone a little while. It's been all my fault, all my fault. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm back and Hanif is back. And so we are back to do this thing with you. And if you don't know who I am, maybe you're just starting to join us. My name is Brad Summer. And my name is Hanifa Walida. And we are your gay auntie. Yeah. You best believe it. <laughs> and sometimes your gay auntie need to take a vacation. Yes, indeed. A much needed Because we work. <laughs> Absolutely. And because we work, we get vacation time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you know what's, what's interesting is that um, I did a past life reading. What? On vacation? On vacation. I did a past life reading and the woman is kind of like tarot, kind of like into it, you know, reading, um, probably a little bit of both. And she said to me that my, in one of my last lives, I worked myself to death. And so the lesson that I am here to learn in this life is self-care. Mm. Right? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <That's exciting. laughs> that is something they cannot bottle, honey. Right. They cannot bottle self-care. And you see these memes that's like, hey, you can really, really work and, you know, really, really do your job well, but they will have that job up <laughs> like looking for your replacement. <laughs> but your obituary even hits the news, okay? So, <laughs> so make sure that you have that balance in your life. You know, especially as we mm. are getting older, we probably worked a lot more than we have vacationed. <laughs> uh, well, you know, sis, um, a lot of people have perceived my lifestyle as a vacation, but it is hard work because I, I used to tour yeah. a lot. And it was that hard work is why I stopped touring because mm. um, I was literally physically beating my body up as fun as it might have been in the yeah. moment because adrenaline will mask mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I was physically beating my body up and I was psychologically beating my body up. Just how many do, how nine to fives are blamed for doing yeah. the same thing, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, and sometimes you have to make a decision and say, whoa, 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 What am I losing more than mm. I'm gaining? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, and that's also a grown ass decision or what you learn the decision, how your decision making happens as a grown ass person. It's like, am I losing more than I'm gaining? And for me, that answer yeah. was yes. You know, so my vacation was coming home mm-hmm. from France. <laughs> <laughs> my vacation was coming home from China or wherever the fuck right. I was in the world. You know, that was my vacation to say time out. What's mm-hmm. good, yo? Absolutely. And it's interesting because we had... Um, a similar experience touring, but almost the opposite experience touring because a lot of times you were traveling with people and I was traveling alone, you know? <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm going to keep on talking. I got well, something to say that, to that, but keep on like, talking. Um, and two, and this, and I'll save it, you know, deep, deep for when we get into the topic for the day, but going out mm-hmm. into the world alone 
Like, <laughs> you know, especially as a black queer woman, you know, during some real interesting hmm. times, world-wise and policy-wise, and, you know, this is in the height of, you know, uh, burn the body, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <When> I'm out. <laughs> like, you know, the Uganda thing was big. Like, it was a, a lot that was happening um, around that that time. Yeah. And you were traveling the world, when right? I was, you know, traveling by myself. Mm-hmm. And I would have to, um, my, my team would have to know exactly the name of the person who was picking me up, exactly what they looked like, like where I was going, like that kind of thing because of the type mm. of work I was doing. So, yeah. Wow. And, yeah. So your security was tight like that, but that, I'm sure that that sounds like a Very, because after the show, experience. I can't go kick it with the people and, you know, and hang out with everybody. Like the people have to take me right back to the, to the hotel and get me secured, you know? <laughs> you know what? We never had this conversation, but that literally, that literally was my life on tour, but without mm. the immediate danger. Even though some countries, you know, I still had a cloak, a kind of yeah, cloak and dagger type of thing going on because I would just use my androgyny mm-hmm. to be a black man on the street, you know. But that idea of the isolation. And, you know, right after the show, go right to the hotel. That literally was me. And even though I roll with my band and I love them to death as people, as human beings, as fellow musicians, as my bandmates, as my family on the road, at the end of the day, they Mm. were white, straight, French men. Literally the anticipation of my experience. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and the, you know, they tried their best. But they couldn't be that on the road mm-hmm. kind of support that I needed, you know, like if I was on yeah. the road with a bunch of other black women or even just black people, you know. Um, so after a while, it gets very isolating where at some point, you know, if Mecca didn't come, that, that was my girlfriend at the time. If Mecca didn't come, she fly her ass out there. I was like, girl, I'm on the edge. I feel like I'm actually going to like mm-hmm. lose something upstairs. And that's scary because isolation it, Beings. We're social beings and we need that. So your whole thing of like yours, yours yeah. was seemed like it was like yeah, physical yeah. safety. Like you needed to make, they need to know where you was at all times. <laughs> you know, and I meant you had to go to the hotel right after the show. I went to the hotel mm-hmm. right after the show. Yeah. 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 Because there wasn't nothing for me after the show. You know what I mean? Definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the social thing wasn't really popping for me after this show, with the exception of a few shows. So, yeah, right, I was like, right. as you're talking, like, okay. that was my reality, too, just for different reasons. Definitely. You know? Being out, you know, traveling, that was work. That was stress. Like, that was that was a lot. That was heavy, you know? <laughs> so I was mm. happy, you know, to just mm. sit on my couch with my people, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. You know, what we were planning to get in uh, today, um, I was just telling Red, I was talking to um, a younger sister the other day, and um, she was talking about some of the stuff she was going through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how old is you again? That's mm-hmm. just like your saddest return. She's like, my what a who? <laughs> right. I was like, girl, that you, didn't come you ain't never heard of your saddest return. You better get your astrology on. <laughs> I know, right? A little green book they give you. It usually comes from an older woman. She gets slotted to you and you get all the baseline stuff of how to be queer. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking that maybe even so, Saturn's return was more, I don't know if it was a generational thing. Because I, I, I grew mm-hmm. up 
knowing it. And actually, I think I heard of it before I even came out, to be honest with you. I think it was just hanging around artists, maybe, you know, somebody always want to talk about astrology or things like right. that. Um, <laughs> But I know when I was going through it, I realized what it was. I couldn't do nothing about it. <laughs> but I intellectually knew what I was going through. Um, so for those who don't know, right. um, Saturn's return. And listen, we're going to explain <laughs> this to the best of our ability. Neither one of us are astrologists. We just lesbians. <laughs> we just queer. Right. So we hang around people Definitely that, in the you know, at least a third hour. send us out their mama. So what's your sign? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Definitely with at least within the first half hour. It is the official queer icebreaker. Um, <laughs> but with all of that, there's always someone in the pack or a few folks in the, the pack that actually know their stuff. So basically a status return is it's a concept. Well, okay. It's believed that um, Saturn is after every 28 years or at least at least after your first 28 years of your existence, Saturn's in the same place it was when you were born. So basically what that translates into is that all of your experiences and reactions to life, all that has made you up to that point, basically turns in on you. And whether you've things you've avoided, things you didn't even know you was avoiding, it, it, it positions itself in your life and in other people, in other situations and circumstances where you have to deal with yourself in a way that you might have avoided in the past. And I think the analogy that I, I used when I was telling Red, I said the best analogy this is what me and the sister was actually came up to is the best analogy is getting, imagining yourself as a statue, mm -hmm. getting on a horse and running and letting the horse gallop or go full speed. You either going to, you, but you holding on though, but it's a rocky ride. And what status return is, is the slow peeling away of you coming into mm -hmm. a new or a different version of you right. Um, right. and being able to ride that horse. <laughs> yeah, with some rhythm, like with a, um, with a coming regular. into the animation of yourself. Like you are now taking control and, and you're, you're, you're able to put those things that you've uh, gathered mm. along the years mm. into practice. And being okay with it. Yeah. And I, and, and I think people mostly talk about the resulting, what, what happens at the end is like, you know, when you come out of it, right? whatever that is for you, <laughs> but you come out of it and that's when you start you feeling quote unquote grown. Um, don't mean you is yet, but <laughs> you start Mm -hmm. <laughs> start feeling <laughs> exactly it ain't to an elder say yeah you growing baby let's move but keep moving mm -hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> but I think you feel different oh, put, like, put like this you start to care about shit a little less you know what I mean you start to whatever people have to say about you whatever circumstances you find yourself in you 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 learn to deal with it in the way that mm -hmm. in the way that you know yourself to deal with it you know what i mean um so yeah. you're not quick to jump you're not not for nothing quick to react <laughs> you know it's it's i don't know it's it's a weird thing um and everyone's status return is a little bit different so you know some people they said i was in and out of that bitch in a year <laughs> yeah you know, me, I think it took me at least a good I, three to I, four years. I would agree that I, I probably did take my my full, you know, three to four years to, <laughs> to, to completely get through that process before I felt like I was done. Um, this was 
<laughs> one day I, I went to work. I was teaching and they had some changes that I did not agree with, but I was not present enough to self-advocate yet at the end of the school year. And when the new semester started, the new school year started, I walked in on the first day mm. and the new principal said, oh, you know, I'm glad to see you. I thought you weren't coming back. And I said, well, I shouldn't have. And I went to my office. <laughs> and it's funny because we were changing offices. So all my stuff was still boxed up. And I got the boxes <laughs> and I walked them to my car. And I was just like, I can't. I can't say it and not do it anymore. Like, I can't, you know, tell young people that the world is available to them and they can do everything, la 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 la. And I'm stuck somewhere I don't want to be lying to people who believe in me. Like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I just, I packed up and it was interesting too because I had a, um, a student, Ray Brown, mm. and I said, I'm going to stay at least until Ray graduates. Yeah, I'm going to stay until Ray graduates because he's not going to be able to make it without me. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was really my motivation to come back that one year. And I was mm -hmm. just like, Ray, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, like, I gave you everything you need. You're going to have to do this on your mm -hmm. own. Like, I got to go. You know? <laughs> and that's how I ended up on that tour. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the, the tour started was because like I left that job. I did not have a nest egg. I didn't have like a plan wow. that I had like saved up money and put aside for like I had small children. I told their father, you're going to have to take it right now. Like, <laughs> and I started mm. driving like not Same really word. knowing um, how this was going to turn out. Like I had to like <sighs> put my faith in the people that said that, oh, well, if you come to my city, I'm, I'll do, I'll do this. I showed up at the city. I'm right now. You know? <laughs> I'm here. Remember that time you had said <laughs> I remember you was like the where, where, where's, uh, uh, where's Ayana? Where's Red? Because I would turn around and sudden you like, I'd be in some random place and there you are just dancing on the dance floor. Like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm in another random place. Oh, shit, they go red again. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I could. I gave myself permission to be in all of those places where I, I should have been. And you know what's, what's interesting? I, it started like the kind of the spark for it. I was watching a documentary about, um, mm. oh, oh my God, why did his name just, James Baldwin. And in the documentary, it talked about James's parties and how no matter what country he was in, if he mm -hmm. said he was throwing a party, like absolutely everybody who was in the who's who was at the party because <laughs> James had taken the time to befriend his contemporaries. Like the people whose work he respected he went and he met them and he talked to them like he befriended mm. his contemporaries. And so a lot of the, the past that James got in the world 
was because of the relationships that he had built with people. Mm. So like he could go into Elijah Muhammad's house <laughs> with everything, you know, that was happening. Yes, Elijah loved valuable. him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because of the relationships mm-hmm. that he had built. And I, I had that spark, but I didn't have the confidence to go mm-hmm. and really talk to people whose work. Yes, I, I do know what you're saying. You know? <laughs> and so on that tour, that's what I did. Like I befriended my contemporaries. Like <laughs> And I showed up expecting mm-hmm. them to receive mm-hmm. me well. That was the difference. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's really incredible. I didn't know about that. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that's how you dealt with that part of your life, you know, and, and taking that 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 story um, is amazing. Leap and making a decision in that way. I wish my story was that good because I have <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, think, well, you know, I have stories, but they're they're very selective because, you know, my memory is not the best. So I may miss out on details and I may fill them in, you know what I mean? But but I always understand the crust of what, you know, the the, the main thing we're trying to do. So um, whenever I think about my Saturn's return, I always think about um, being in the corner of a certain person's house shivering and feel like I was going out of my mind. And yeah, child. So what I realized when I reflect on my Saturn's return, that what Saturn's return was for me was um, peeling away a lot of what I experienced when I was in the industry. (laughs) And for those who don't know, I was in the industry when I was in my young 20s. I was signed to a label. Um, you might may or may not heard of me. I was uh, a female MC called Shaki, <laughs> and I had a song I called Soulsville. But that's aside from the fact. The fact is that I, as a young person, I was put into an industry, and though I think I had a decent head on my shoulders, like I wasn't really into no kind of crazy drugs. Weed was about it, and, and I tried weed for the first time actually being in the industry. I was kind of a little bit of a conservative Muslim girl, but um, but. You know, I thought I had a good head on my shoulders, um, but what the industry did to me, mm-hmm. what I think it does to everyone to certain extents yeah. is you start living life based on other people's expectations of you. And because you're so young, you're not able to really formulate that for yourself. You know, like you may be seeking your art out and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, just working on your art. But as far as you as a person, it's a really interesting thing to have to navigate as a very young person. Okay. So um, when I was slipping into my Saturn's return, it's actually around the time I moved to the Bay Area, which was actually a blessing. And I'm glad I was there for my Saturn's return as opposed to elsewhere, (laughs) Um, because I think the people that I was around really created a safe place for me to go through all of that. But the whole shivering thing came in actually around, uh, it was a time I flew back to New York. I forgot for what reason, but I was just visiting. Um, And I decided (laughs) to stay at an ex-band member's um, um, house. Um, I'm not going to say names because it's a little bit too much of a name drop. (laughs) But my my ex-band member was dating um, the son of a fairly famous person. Now, fairly is, is, I'm saying that little, it was a very famous person, iconic Mm -hmm. person. And this band friend, she was a really, it's a woman, Really good friend of mine, 
excellent musician <laughs> and good, good, good people. Right. So I told her I was coming to town. She's like, oh, won't you stay at our spot? I was like, hell, fuck it, yeah. And they lived right. <laughs> they lived right. They lived right across the street from um, this spot that had this party called Bardot. It happened every, yes. um, on Monday nights. And it was like the like black lesbian spot like you went to Bardot on Monday nights you didn't care if you had work in the morning that was not the damn point the point is going to this little hole in the wall um it was cute little loungy thing but it was really small and always packed and it was cute so I was like oh this is cute y'all right across the street this is in the village y'all right across the street from Bardot I can just pop my ass down and press a bitch and pop her back up (laughs) anyway that's what I imagined um so I stayed at my friend's house and I think it was something about being in a level of being around that kind of money Mm -hmm. um, where (laughs) this, where her boyfriend had access to probably every instrument known to man, every CD made by man and woman. Um, uh, I mean, it was, it was a huge law space, had two studios. It was ridiculous. It was, it was off the, it was over the, it was over the top. And I stayed in like this guest room um, and I think it was, though I had a, I had a good time there and I was treated well, it was something about the, it was very surreal. And I yeah. think <laughs> this far extreme of like, here is this, this, this dude who's the son of that motherfucker, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and his, his wanting to make music to actually live up to that person, um, and kind of peeping that game, all of a sudden, I remember I I, I came when I, I don't know where I was coming from, but I came back to my room, and the, the I was the only one in the in the in the law space, and it was completely <laughs> silent, and it's like the silence was deafening, and I'm like, what am I doing here? Where am I? And I was like, I'm bugging the fuck out, right? I'm bugging the fuck out, right? <laughs> and then I just went and I, I felt like I needed to cower in the corner in a sense of safety because I didn't know what to do with my mm. body. I yeah, didn't know yeah. what to do with my mind. It was like I had to deal with this kind of abstract idea of success. When meanwhile, I'm going on 30-something, you know, I, I'm no longer signed to the label. Like That's a whole other thing. And I realized that I had been making decisions based on what how I thought people might have saw me, even though my 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 time in the in industry was fairly fleeting compared to others, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know that what was going on until I had this bananas being in a place that is like, okay, this is the other side of success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here I am, this I felt I felt I felt small. You know, and it's not like they did they made me feel small. I just think it was the physical environment I was in kind of I didn't I didn't know how to deal with that, you know? Um it was yeah, it was really bananas, but I guess that's that's literally one of the main things I remember about my sadness return yeah. is trying to deal yeah. with how other people might have molded me and me trying to understand how to mold myself, even at age 29. I was 29, you know? Um, yeah, so it, it be, it's, it's crazy. It's different for everyone. Again, it's, it's really about how you've lived your life up to that point, whether you had choices or not and how that was lived is how you lived it and then kind of unpacking all of that, I think. Absolutely. And then I think to people's uh, relationships to 
their families, their communities, the society, like those things are, are <laughs> they shift mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> around that time, right? <laughs> and like some things, and I, like the first song that came to my mind was like, oh, right? <laughs> right? Because a lot of times, you know, well, I guess like when you're young, when you're learning about the world, it's in reference to like what you've heard, what you've been told, like what you've been taught, like that kind of thing. And this is a time where you got to like, mm-hmm. you got to decide, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is this, is this me? Is this what I believe? Is this what I feel? Is this what I I think is this how I'm going to live? Is this the Mm. relationship in which I'm planning to interact with the world? Like, is this the size I'm going to be in the world? Is this the amount of space I'm going to take up? Right? (laughs) Is this how loud my voice is going to be? Is this like all of those things that you have to like, it's going to hit you like smack, like, like you're going to have to choose and, 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 continue to choose like from that point. Yes. And I think the whole thing of voice, I think is really, it it, it touches on a thing. I think when you're young, and when I say young, I mean from the very young being a child to being a teenager to being in your twenties, not for nothing. um, It's always about this Mm -hmm. relationship you have with your voice, whether your voice is taken away or in most teenagers, <laughs> or those who have to be next to teenagers, it's about that they're. Mm-hmm. Lot of, that's why a lot of times teenagers are really loud because they're, they're taking up space. They make they're trying to fill a space that is mm-hmm. supposed to be empty. You ain't lived a life yet, motherfucker. So why are you trying to take up all this space? <laughs> and I think the twenties is it is a kind of a, a refinement of that. So now you have your freedom. You know your technically, at least legally, an adult, you can drink, whatever. Um, but it's also, you be you know, it's a sloppy time. <laughs> I'm yeah. an adult and I got privileges now, but I can be sloppy like a 15 year old, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's when, that's when you're supposed to fall down on your face and perhaps sleep with the wrong person and make decisions that as long as you get out of it alive, you can reflect on it. So, you know, maybe I won't do that again. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I, I think I think from birth to twenty something, you are shaping yourself. You are commanding your voice and your presence and the kind of space you take up in the world. You mm-hmm. know, and and the status return is kind of the 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 uh, ultimate of that. It's you know, kind of finishing up that deal of the formative years, should we say? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So so those of you who were um, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, perhaps 33, and um, are feeling a little disheveled or feel like something is out of whack and you don't particularly have control of the out of whackness, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like it's something cosmic, it's something it feels other otherworldly a little bit. You can't quite define it. You know, maybe if you're a religious person, you might say it's something else. God trying to talk to you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, but understand that you, you are not the first young person to go through this um, and enjoy the ride. Well, at least stay on the horse. 
Nice. <laughs> Stay on the horse because you will be able to manage those reins and ride that baby into your own personal uh, sunset or at least into the next phase of your life. But you need to go through what you're going through. Um, all My only, and you can give your advice, um, Red, but my only advice is that you fight less and learn more. So don't fight it per se, but really contemplate on what has happened to you. Why is it happening to you? What are the decisions you're making in this moment? Have you made similar decisions in the same fucking way and got the same goddamn result? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and it can be really nuanced. It can be really kind of blatant and in your face, but really like take notes because it, it is all for you. It's not for someone else. No one's trying to bring you down. The world is not against you. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like all these bad things are just happening because they just because somebody don't like you upstairs or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's Life is giving you a gift if you so choose to accept it. Mm-hmm. And that's my advice. I'll leave it like that. Yeah, mine is um, probably uh, uh, a lot. Well, I'll just say it. Uh, and I, I'm thinking of a song when I say it. So it's just, it's messing with me. Fuck it up. Control. <laughs> fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> fuck it up. Because a lot of times, like, you are so worried about making a mistake that you don't try. Like, mm. go out, fuck it up. <laughs> like, do life. Like, do the thing you're not going to get it all right. Like, you are going to like make mistakes. That is how you learn. If you always know the answer, like you never are growing. So go mm. out, like bump your head, like bump your knee, kick it your toe, right? It's like do do your life. <laughs> um, I watch my students all the time. Like, oh my god, can you please just tell me the answer? Like, I'm scared. Like, I'm, I'm gonna get it wrong. So what? Like, I won't even mark them off for a wrong answer anymore. Mm, (laughs) mm. Give an answer. Put some thought into it. Like, respond. Like, show up. Ah, Add to it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Do something. something. Show up. (laughs) Like this is your like you are coming into your turn. And the thing is, it's like as you're becoming 30, you know, which is this time period, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The generation before you has made that space for you. They're going on to 40 and 50 and, you know, they're doing other things. So this is your time to move into this space and to fill it with you. Like, yes. <laughs> and it's always going to be different. So you don't have to worry about competing with the generation before you or like the problem that we have right now is that we keep doing what everybody already did. Fuck it up. Say it again. (laughs) Go make something new. Try something new. Do something new. This is your only time to be here in this in this age, in this space, in this part of your life. Like you don't mm. want to be so afraid to mess it up that you never mess it up. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm just going to add a little bit thing to when, when, and when Red says, you know, uh, do something new, something that is new 
to you. Yeah. Because ain't nothing new, baby. I'm sorry to yeah, tell you. <laughs> we all generations way too motherfucking late to yeah. say that something is new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it may come out in different ways with new inventions, but it basically is answering problems that have been answered different ways throughout time. So ain't nothing new. Mm-hmm. But you need to do what's but it's new for you because you ain't nothing but 28, 29, 30 years old. So it is new to you. Yeah. And you can put your own spin on it. And that's what your life is about. Taking something that has been given from centuries old that's just been sitting here waiting for you to pick up when it's your turn yeah. and do something with it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, just do something with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is great. All right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, um, so yes, y'all. So we here. Yeah, (laughs) we are back in full effect. And we just, yeah, we're here and and present for you. So present for you. If you have questions that you want us to work with or deal with some experiences that you want us to give our um, expertise. (laughs) (laughs) From the university of life. Right, right. <laughs> you know, let us See know. Me. How can they get in touch with us? You can simply email us, darlings. You can email us at yagayantes at gmail.com and, and just be forthcoming with your questions or stories that you want to tell that you kind of want to get some perspective, perspective on. Mm-hmm. Yagayantes at gmail.com. And, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to, I would be remiss to say. So listen, um, we tried to get Teak on here. We had some technical difficulties. You know, we, you know, mm-hmm. we be having technical difficulties, but you see, this is a pretty <laughs> clear show. So yeah. I think that we're, we're overcoming them. Yes, we are. Um, so we're going to have to reschedule Teak yet again. So just stay with us, stay with him. And he will be coming to you um, for the beginning of technical difficulties, you know, wrapped up and, and not for nothing. Teak got a new baby also. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We got to work on his schedule. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Soleil's and, schedule. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but with that being said, we will be back here um, next week. Um, and yeah, so just uh, send us your questions if you have any. And uh, my name is Anifa Walida. My name is Red Summer. And we are, and we are Jagay Jagay <laughs> All right, y'all have a good one, y'all. All right, later.